You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Post the questions here. Welcome to Orange is the New Black. This is a new segment that we're doing, me and Zim. We're actually going to go ahead and take some user questions today. So fan fan mail, fan questions, whatever it is, we out here. Um, you guys heard us on our last broadcast. You probably have seen it on my channel. If you haven't and you're listening to this, uh, be sure to subscribe to the Cincy Jungle Podcast, the conglomerate with myself and Zim, Orange is the New Black as well as the Orange and Black Insider, as well as Matt Minish's Chalk Talk. But if you want to see us on YouTube, uh, definitely stop by the channel New Stripe City to check us out. Also, don't forget to follow Zim on IG at Zim underscore Hude. What's up, guys? we got the chat cracking already. It's How do I even see? Lit. How do I see? Oh, live comments. It's hey! lit right now. <laughs> What's up, Frank? And he's all my boys. <laughs> Let's it's a go. lot of the gang from uh, the live stream. Like I missed you guys. There's a lot of these guys that I talk to a lot um, every Sunday. They're like, yeah, it's some, yeah, this is pretty cool. Right. So um, this is going to be a new segment. So we're taking uh, live live uh, questions right now. Um, the first one comes from Brando. I'm going to put that up on the screen real quick. What's Brando up, Danger? Saying, fellas. I got to know your day two priorities for the draft. Zim, do you want to go ahead and answer that? So day two, that's a tough question without knowing what we got from free agency and knowing what what are we doing. (sighs) Okay, okay. Let me go right to this. To me, the biggest hole on the whole entire team is the left guard position. So to me, if there's a – I read a report earlier. I forgot the guy's name, but he said this is actually a really, really good draft for tackles. So I've been, like, checking out some different names now. And um, I don't think you'll find a starting tackle for the Bengals year one, and that's why it leads me to just try to go and make the the line elite as possible. And if you guys know me in the past, I haven't been a big proponent of go get the offensive line, go get the offensive line. But now that you got Joe Burrow coming to town – to me, it's like, let's just give him all the resources possible so that he could succeed. So my first pick coming into day two, I guess, yeah, for sure would be left. I, I need a guard. Um, if, if they go to free agency and they go get Brandon Sheriff or somebody like that, like a big name, because this is one thing, if you guys don't pay attention to our podcast, is that for um, there's going to be almost $60 million on the table. I predict that they're for sure going to have to sign two or three starters. Out of those starters, I think there's going to be one big 
I would not, not, I'm not gonna say big name, but a big dollar uh person, Brandon Sheriff would be one of my people. But guard position, if they don't solidify something with AJ Green and they just tag him, go right to wide receiver third round. What you got, Ace? I got the same. I think when you talk about um, where they need to go in the second round, I agree with you on the tackle or guard. I think that they should go offense two rounds in a row, but I've been hearing a lot from Jeff Hobson that they want to go defense, but I think that that would be a mistake, especially given, like you said, uh, people talking about how deep this tackle class is. Um, I think that in order for us to address the offensive line and address the quarterback position, why not follow that up? Especially if you have one of those first round talents um, in terms of guards that slip to the first round. We saw it last year uh, with some top heavy guys. We've seen it in the past with Cam Robinson. Uh, you talk about the guy out in Baltimore as well. These were guys that kind of slipped past uh, the area that they should have been drafted. So I'm with you on that. I, I can hear people talking about linebackers. So just to preach to the choir, if you want a linebacker or something like that, that's cool. But to me, honestly, banking on what we do in free agency, I think is going to determine that. But as of now, as it stands prior to free agency, I would say that we should get a tackle like Zim is saying. Um, yeah, tackle guard for me. Uh, next question I want to propose to you, Ace. Can you circle Lamont Evans? What's up, Lamont? What's up, Rocket News? What's up, Danger? What's up, Funk Funk? What's up, Ryan? Just giving a quick shout out to guys in here. I appreciate you guys checking us out. But Lamont Evans asks, and I want to ask this to you, Ace, why do they call Mike Brown cheap? Lamont Evans wants to know. I think it's because you have a lot of the stories that existed from the early 2000s and the 90s of things that Mike Brown did. TJ Husmozada kind of talked about it, such as not having Gatorade in the locker room and giving guys used equipment and stuff like that. So I think that that started it, but... To be honest with you, I don't think that he really is cheap because he will pay certain players and certain individuals. And we also saw that he was actually willing to pay for a larger um, coaching staff with Zach Taylor. So Mike Brown's willing to pay, but it has to be something where you can convince him and sell him on because he is someone that kind of is strong minded and is set in his ways. Why do you think they call uh, Mike Brown cheap, Jim? Uh, I just think it's a lazy narrative from before. I, I don't think Mike Brown, if you guys pay attention around the league, I've been posing this question to a lot of people, and I want all I want all y'all to tell all y'all friends this and tell them Zim told you this. What is the difference between the Green Bay Packers? What is the difference between the New Orleans Saints and the and the Cincinnati Bengals? Up, I mean, none of these teams up until the fact that they got a quarterback, or you can name any organization. Um now, now I'm not, I'm not, I'm not getting Mike Brown off the hook. But what is the difference between those organizations? When I early '90s or whatever, before Green Bay had Brett Favre, they were trash. And even when they got Aaron Rodgers, they still weren't signing free agents. So the same complaints that a lot of you guys have, all these teams that have quarterbacks had the same ones. But the difference is they have a quarterback. The Seahawks, I would say, is another example of someone I say that their roster isn't that good to me. But Russell Wilson hides so many flaws, and it's not even like they're uh, – it's, it's not a money thing with them. But, I mean, what's the difference? What's the difference between the Bengals and these organizations? I guess playoff wins, but when you talk about, like, how assertive is their owner and stuff, like, your favorite – your best friend's team and all that like that, like, they're not happy with their owner. Either. There, there's very few play teams that I feel like really go above and beyond – and even the teams that spend a lot of money, like me and Ace were talking about the other day, the Redskins, my Redskins fans, they hate 
uh, Dan Snyder, and he's got all the money. You know what I'm right. saying? So understand, Bengals fan, you are not the only one that feels that way about your owner. The next uh, question, uh, I, I guess you could uh, ask it, or let me your post boy, it. It's your boy, uh, Andy Andy That's my dog. Uh, he'd like to ask. It looks like somebody's trying to join us here. That's what's up. It looks like it looks like people can join as well. Uh, we might have to bring someone on um, as well via video. That would be pretty dope. I wouldn't mind bringing someone on. You cool with that too, Zim? No problem. We got to get it. We got a lot of questions. I got Chad with a question. We got Big Bud in here. Dave Lennox in here. He's right, got a question. Let's, let's, let's keep it going. Um, I would like to ask, is a multi worth the second round pick? No, no. I think he's saying multi. And I think he's talking about the office Mooney. alignment. I think okay. that's the guy. I think I, I don't know enough about him. I think he's talking about it's an office alignment. I think he plays for Fresno State. Correct me if I'm wrong. Ed, oh, I know who he's talking about. I think he's, he's talking, talking about, about the he's guard. About yeah, I know exactly who he's talking about. Uh, Moody, I believe, is the guard from Fresno State, like Zim said, that's supposed oh, to right. essentially be Quentin Nelson, but he got hurt. So he's he's pretty okay. much a draft gem. Yeah, um, yeah. It's I the second-round pick. I would say, yeah, I think that it would be more um, – Given his injury history and stuff like that, I think the third round would probably be what the Bengals would do. But if it were me, if we were the gyms, or if I was a gym, I would take him. I don't even care. It doesn't but is he, he going to be healthy at the start of the season? I don't even know. Like if he, if you're telling me that his ceiling is Quentin Nelson, I don't yeah. even care. I, I'd yeah, wait yeah, here yeah. for him to be honest I'm with you. And see, the only way they could sell me on that if they went and got like a Brandon Sheriff or got a elite, you know, office alignment. Next question, big butt and free agency. Big butt moment. Who do you think we should get for Andy Dalton? Because I see the Bears, Patriots, and the Chargers might be a good place to trade him too. Any opinions? I think Andy Dalton's best fit would probably be like the Jags to me, to me. Um, or I don't think this will happen, but Dallas Cowboys, if Prescott couldn't work out something. To me, those are my best two because the Bears, to me, Cam Newton, I just – I always tell people this. I don't believe Cam is right for Cincinnati. I do think Cam – I still kind of believe in him if they could do it the right way. But for the for the Chicago Bears, the, the way that their team is set up and the way that he's a big guy, you got these big – like, they're just huge. If you ever seen the Chicago Bears in person or whatever, like, they're just a bigger team than a lot of other teams. And um, I just think it, his game sets up well for the cold, windy city. Uh, it, his arm is going to be a question for the win, of course, in, in, in the conditions or whatever. But I just love that fit with Cam Newton with the Bear. And Cam Newton has never had a talent like Allen Robinson, like, on his team ever. Right. I think I would probably say I'm going to throw a curveball in here, and I'm going to say – I wouldn't be surprised if we see Andy Dalton uh, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think that that's uh, a situation where I think Bruce Arians would be attracted to them, being that they're in a situation with Jameis Winston right now where they have to pay $30 million plus, where they could go ahead and get a guy like Andy Dalton. I think that there would definitely be some interest from him on that side. I'm not sure if there would be interest from Andy Dalton's side, but – I mean, it's a team that's willing to go out and spend money and has weapons there. So I don't know if Andy Dalton's uh, options will be as fruitful as he believes. So he might have to take somewhere like um, uh, Tampa Bay to kind of get his feet wet in terms of being entrenched as a starter. One part of the question, though, he is saying is who who do you think we should get for Andy Dalton? If he's talking player for a player, to me, that would be like a linebacker is the – 
like a linebacker going into his last year of his contract will be a fair trade to me. But it had right. to be a, a, a pretty good linebacker, probably 28, 29 years old, somewhere like that. I don't have anybody on the top of my head, but that's that to me, if you're going to go player for player Madden style, I guess that would be it. But Andy Dalton's value is like a third round. Um, somebody, what was the Tannehill? Does anybody know in here? Would it Tannehill? Somebody was showing me like Andy Dalton should be like a late second, third, based on what Tannehill just did, and and somebody else. They gave me like three good examples, but mm. that's that's the value to me. Next question: <laughs> Dave Lennox asks Ace, "Will Zach Taylor be able to change the Bengals' philosophy around free agency now that he has a full year behind him?" I think he might be able to get them to at least address offensive line um, in free agency, maybe linebacker, but. I don't think I'm I'm not going into it expecting a full change from what they've really done. What about you, Zim? Um, I don't think he'll I think that's part of the reason why the Bengals selected him is like he's a young, eager, hungry coach that doesn't he's trusting Duke Tobin to make it. So this is another thing, too. A lot of people that go with this Mike Brown narrative, tell your family, tell your friends this. Duke Tobin is the general manager. He just doesn't have the title. A lot of these decisions are all like pretty much based on him. I think at the end of the day, Mike Brown is going to go with his philosophies on, hey, a player's in a contract. We're not letting him out of that contract. Like some of his morals that he stands on. And, and it works both ways. There are a lot of players like a, a Leon Hall or somebody like that that's getting Mike Brown is said, OK, like we're going to give you $12 million and you're like way overpaid, but he's honoring his contracts. So a lot of times fans go both. They only look at one side of it like. Why don't Mike Brown like cut this guy? Like Mike Brown keeps players in his contracts. And a lot of players came to Cincinnati on the strength of like, you know, you're going to get paid. Michael Johnson left Tampa Bay, but he came back. He said, I know Mike Brown going to pay the rest of the contract where say you go to New England Patriots. You don't perform. You get cut. Period. Right. Um, so so keep that, keep the, put that in perspective, people. Got you. So, Sam, why is the narrative and no exception, no returns fossil ass? Why is the narrative being played that Joe Burrow that played that Joe Burrow plays for Cincinnati? If he plays for Cincinnati, he won't be successful. I think he will with all the weapons in place is what he says. Why do you think that is the case? Why do people believe if he plays in Cincinnati, he won't be successful? It's, it's so many different things. Uh, the best thing I could tell everyone is, is like a lifetime of conditioning thinking like from the outside in, um, I'm very, very far away from the Oakland Raiders right now. Right. I know nothing really about Oakland except their past. When I was younger, they haven't won anything. I don't think of them as winners, but if you talk to Oakland, you know, person that probably give me a good history on the last time I made the playoffs and stuff like that. I just think there's very few Cincinnati Bengals fans around the country. Right. In the overall scheme of things, if it's a numbers game, I don't know how many people are in the United States right now. Right. If there's 50 million people in the United States, then only one percent of them are Cincinnati Bengals fans. So the other 99 percent of people are conditioned to think that they aren't that good because they don't have a vested interest in them. So why would they go on TV and scream like, yeah, let's get the Bengals. Like, you know, what I'm saying like I don't feel like that for the Oakland Raiders in my example. So why would they feel the same way about us? So that's why it's up to people like me and Ace to school people about 2011 through 15 and school right. people about the roster. And we're not counting on players, former players, saying 
that um, you know, like agreeing with these people, which I thought was stupid from like Solomon um, Wilcox Wilcox. and yeah. like different people, like from like you know, like and it's crazy because some players have been like behind the scenes, like Whitworth or whatever, you know, has said like no, like I don't agree with Carson Palmer, and, and it's, it's other players that are kind of saying it kind of behind the scenes. I wish like a Ocho Cinco or I wish somebody like. I don't even like Hushmanzada being like the. Why is he so like on the tour train, or he's like trying to push tour? And and he's still kind like, of bitter because he never got like that, that contract when he left. In my opinion, it's so many players that have hidden agendas with the Cincinnati Bengals or whatever that it's hard for me to really decipher like who is being real and who's trying to you know like look out. But at the end of the day, if people want us to win, I don't know why they they throw, lead with that negativity. But it's just. It's a cumulative. We could have a whole show about that, but I'll, right. I'll let you answer that, Ace. Oh, actually, I just want to say thank you guys um, for listening to us. This is the Orange is a New Black podcast. I'm going to make an adjustment because we appreciate all of your support. So what we're going to do is I've got all of these questions from you guys. So me and Zim are going to alternate. So he'll answer one question. I'll answer the next. And that way we can get through the majority of we got a lot of questions and I love it, guys. Keep we got up. a lot. <laughs> I'm going to run through these mother. All right, I still can't believe we're possibly losing the Green Monster. Y'all already accepted it. Who's the Green Monster? AJ Green, the ghost. AJ baby. Green? Come on, what y'all want me to put my AJ Green channel? Y'all know I'm not accepting that. I'm not accepting it. But next, next question, Zim from Danger I'm 14. It. If they give me a first, I'm accepting it. Right. Um, if you haven't listened, be sure to listen to our last episode. We kind of touched on AJ Green. Um, Zim, do you think we should? Should we get Amari Cooper? No, we should not. All right. Is it time to move on from AJ? Like we said, check the last show. We, we kind of touched on that a little bit. Elijah Crawford, black and orange all day, baby. I bled yesterday. I skipped, I, I, I cut my arm and fucking old blood just trickled out. <laughs> Did you guys see that George Aloka said he would like to see them trade Dalton? No, nah, I didn't, but what the fuck? He had they gotta trade Dalton. There's Damn no it. like if you're a Dalton fan or you're not a Dalton fan, there's no room on him for this roster. Like it, there's no scenario that works. Period. Right. Jacob asked, "Do we realistically see the Bengals making legit moves?" We kind of answered that earlier. Um, Daniel Elkins says, "Zim, my Burrow jersey shipped on its way." Let me tell you guys, Koch. Oh shit! I should show y'all my jersey. I'm going to tell my wife. Go get it. I got my cot sports. Look, we're doing something special on the way, guys, but we're going to get Joe Burrow jerseys for you guys ahead of time. I'm going to show you one of my jer- – I have two Joe Burrow jersey, Bengals jerseys. I'm going to show you one of them tonight. If you guys want a Joe Burrow jersey, I'm going to give you all the phone number. We're going to call them up. We're going to tell them, let's get your shit. Let's go. All right, Zim, I'll let you take care of that so you can try to get it over, but um, – who do you want us to go after in free agency is what Davis Martin is asking. I don't even see the damn where you're at anymore. I lost track of so many damn questions. Davis Martin, <laughs> what's up, bro? Um, who do I want to go? My number one person will be Byron Jones. I want the corner from the Dallas Cowboys rated like – I think he made the Pro Bowl this past year. That's my number one guy. My second guy will probably be like Ha Clinton Dix because – I'm not so wrapped up in this whole linebacker thing or whatever like everybody else is. I could roll with visual as a backup, roll with Pratt, pretty much roam in the middle of the field. But I'm investing in a lot of hybrid safety guys that can come downhill like Sean Williams, 
or playmakers like a ha-ha Clinton Dix. After watching uh, Tyron Matthew in the Super Bowl, I'm really, really, really intrigued with that style of play. My third person would be Brandon Sheriff. Those are my top three. If they went and got two out of them three or anything remotely close to that, you wouldn't hear me say another thing about free agency because after that, they'll just be filling them in with bargain deals at the end, and then we let the draft kind of catapult us into the Super Bowl. Totally agree. Let me Next stop. question comes from Brando. Cheers for answering the last question. I agree 100%. Um, he's asking who is our number one target in free agency, and I, it looks like it's position-based. Offensive guard, offensive tackle, or linebacker? Um, no, 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 no. Go through. Who's your number one guard? Who's your number one tackle? Who's your number one uh, linebacker that you would like to see the Bengals get? Uh, I think, like Zim just said, Brandon Sheriff. Um, offensive tackle, Jack Conklin. Linebacker, mm. I would go with Chris Littleton. Tackle, I'm going to go Tooney from the Patriots. Ooh, I like that. Tooney uh, for guard. For He's from guard. Ohio, too, I think. Right. Rob, Rob Vallis says, wishing you all a uh, 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 great Valentine's Day. Yes, tell your loved ones that you love them. Tomorrow is not promised. Uh, even if it ain't your wife, it ain't your husband, whatever, just tell everybody you know you love them and yell who they. Gotcha. So, Zim, I'm actually, if you can see on the screen, I'm actually putting the questions up on the screen as well. If I know, but I was trying to go down the list, but the list, like, just screwed me over. Like, I don't even – I'm just trying to see, like, where are you on the list? There's so many damn questions now. That's cool. Nick Greer, I'm over at the timestamp of 903. Um, Nick Greer says, that's a dope hat. Did you get that one at the Cincy shop? No, I got this in London. You know who threw me this hat? Dave Lapham threw it for me off the top of the, which we call it, um, off the top balcony. I got witnesses. I got, uh, what's your man, Paul Daner, everybody. They were throwing out, they threw out like 50 hats. It was Dave and um, and uh, I think Jeff Hobson was there. And what's, what's, uh, what's, uh, what's Dave's partner? That does Dan Horton. Okay, so Dave and Dan were throwing hats. They were throwing stuff. I got, but this is a flex hat. I would take it off, but my hair is like this is a bad hair day. Um, but uh, <laughs> it, it is a really sweet hat because it, it doesn't have it doesn't have a strap. It's just like a flex hat. So I really like these a lot for people that have big heads like myself. Uh, Ryan asked, "Did we think that the Bengals should sign Littleton?" I think we answered that one. Yes, he's on the um, Littleton trade. I think that whoever gets Littleton is going to overpay for him. I really do. True. True. And, that, and that's not a Bengals type thing. You know what I'm saying? Bengals looking for good bargains. Right. right. And the reason I came on saying Brandon Sheriff, because he wouldn't probably be the very first guard, but he'd be like, you know, the end of the, like, the um, end. Yeah, like maybe, the, maybe, no, 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 not, not the end, like the end of the beginning. You know, like right. day, two, day three. Day two person. Know, yeah, like day one, you already know, gonna get flooded. Little Tim gonna be on a plane everywhere. All right, so Chris Green asked, should the Bengals go for Makai Benton in the draft? He's a tackle from Louisville. I personally haven't heard of him. Zim, have you heard of him yet? Yeah, I have. I, I've, only time I've only heard of him, I just look at charts on um, Pro Football Focus. He's really, really tried. Uh, it's Makai Becton. He, um, he really, really is graded out really well. I haven't seen enough games on him for me to tell you what I think. But like I said, this is a very rare draft where it is tackle and wide receiver heavy. And I wouldn't be surprised if they got a tackle in there. And if he competed in there and knocked Bobby Hart out of the way, that's not a problem for me. Yes, sir. Uh, JC asks, who uh, may be a surprise signer for the Bengals this year? 
Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to the Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. I don't know. That's a tough question. I, I I don't know anybody that that is not like a bargain deal at the end of the. You know what I'm saying? Like who? This all would be a surprise to me. But they got sixty million dollars to play with. Even if they sound AJ Green with the franchise deal for eighteen <laughs> mil, they still got the money. So it's like it shouldn't really surprise us. But they gotta spend like one. They're got they gotta sign two or three starters, and one of those starters can't they can't afford to wait to the end like a free agency to get them like no matter what it just doesn't line up like in the nfl if you guys don't know you have to spend a certain amount of money like like they just require that they don't have that many free agents that they have to sign on their own roster and what's crazy is i'm glad you brought that up sam because they're rolling over and they gotta have some rollover from last year because we know that they rolled something over so I'd be interested to know how much that was from last year that they rolled over into this year. And see, the number I'm taking is just from Sports Track, just the estimated value based on the free agents that they currently have and salaries. And um, and then I also factored in cutting uh, Dalton and then also moving on for Cordy Glenn. I'm so surprised we didn't get a Cordy Glenn question yet. But go ahead. Oh my God, these questions are blowing up. Um, Who's going? We're to gonna win? we're gonna try Who's to go for Vegas. For about uh, five more minutes, I know. I know uh, we don't have as much time as we want, but who's going to Vegas? Who's going to Vegas? <laughs> I'm going to Vegas. God damn it! Who's right, going to party just, with I'm, me? I'm about to book my Airbnb tomorrow. Let me we tell you, here. a lot of people be yelling this who they shit, right? But when y'all see me running down the street and I got the drink in my hand and I just left the casino and I'm turned, don't look scared. When you see me on TV and they're calling the number one pick and I'm jumping off the goddamn screen, if they got a balcony, I'm jumping off that shit. It's like, nah, I ain't jumping on the balcony. But if, <laughs> but if I'm lit, don't be acting funny like, man, this good. Like, nah, you, you should. Nah, it's you, Vegas. You need to go tap somebody and say, yeah, that guy, he's always a little fucking weird. But he's really <laughs> weird. He's really weird in Vegas. All right. Rob Violet says, question for both of y'all. How do you see the Bengals defense shaping up? We have two interior defensive linemen up for free agency who fit a 4-3, and we have a perfect nose tackle in Renell Wynn. Don't sleep on Josh Tupo. That's like my – somebody asked yes. one of the questions about um, resigning stuff. I would sign Josh Tupo before uh, Andrew Billings. How do I see the defense shaping up? It's very tough for me to say – because it's so early. I just need to see what are they going to do in free agency. If they don't get Darquez Denard uh, retained, right, they got to – if they go and get like a big-name corner like Byron Jones, I swear to you, I really think – I could really see – if you guys don't listen to Orange is the New uh, Black podcast, if you guys are new to this, follow my man New Stripe City Ace right here. Um, follow him too. But he's always been telling me like, hey, look, they can win a playoff game and watching the 49ers go from 4-12 to go to the Super Bowl, the, the path I could see 
is adding a shutdown corner on the other side. And that would be like someone like a Byron Jones. And then Carl Lawson just actually been healthy. Hubbard still doing what he does. And then it just got a hit. They have to hit on the draft because they're so reliant on the draft that they can't afford to have a year like they just had. Jonah's got to come out there and ball out. Like, like there's a lot of ifs. But I know that I switched that up a little bit off the defense. But all those things work hand-in-hand because your offense is your defense. How do you, how do you feel about the defense shaping up? I think the defense should be fine, honestly. Like, I think that they made some adjustments last year. I think as long as they really fix the linebacker position, they'll be good. Rob also asked, will we switch to a 3-4? I think we are already pretty much running a multiple defense. So I think we're we're pretty flexible in terms of that. I tend to be in kind of the minority of actually liking our defense coordinator. I like the adjustments that he made last year. I just think that they just need to continue to build on that. And I have to see this guy with a legit linebacker. Building on what we had last year from the linebacker position, um, especially with Jermaine Pratt and getting some guys around him that can really control this defense and put their stamp on it, I think is key. Uh, Someone you ain't. I'll answer this one. Cut Dre. Don't know if it's been asked. I think that we either need to cut or trade Dre simply because of just the cap space. If we can use that cap to sign one of these guys like a a Jacob Thune or one of these guys, I think that you have to take um, some of that cap space to do it. Uh, let's see. Let's keep patrolling here. Uh, we're going to stay on for about three more minutes, guys. <laughs> Somebody said, I love this new D. Ho- no homo. <laughs> <laughs> Who is the biggest agent? That could be a surprise signing. I think that kind of sounds like something that was asked before. Um, I'm not sure who on defense would be a surprise signing, to be honest with you. Ha-ha, Clinton Dix. Uh, Zim, how do you feel about Tua? Uh, and how would you feel if the Bengals traded with the Dolphins and achieved, and I guess received, their first-round picks? I would be pissed at the world. Um, life would go on. Tua is not a scrub by no means. Tua might end up having a better career. But right now, the obvious pick is Joe Burrow. And I'm not one of them people that harp on, like, making mistakes. I move on. If Joe Burrow ain't the guy, he ain't the guy. But right now, in my face, Joe Burrow checks every damn mark on the on the damn board. And if you're running from greatness, you're – I'm not even going to finish that sentence. But um, during, the, during the season – Ace was a big, big Tua guy. Big Tua definitely, guy. Definitely was a big Tua I don't fall into that narrative. You know, people say, man, he's an Alabama quarterback. I don't even care about that part of it. Right. I mean, for me, it's just – you guys know that I was on a Tua train, but, you know, the hip surgery, him being out for basically the next year, I think that we can't, we can't take that big of a risk being in the position that we've been in, especially with us not having any of our first-rounders really play the last couple of years. You talk about Billy Price, Jonah Williams, some of those guys – um, but the next question comes from my hold on, hold on, real quick. Hold on real quick. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Somebody just asked me this. I'm, I meant to say this and I'm going to show you all this. I'm about, to, I'm about to tell my wife, give me my jersey. Not trying to cut you off. Sorry, Ace. Go ahead. You go ahead. Somebody said, what's the number for the jersey? This is very important. When you call this number, this is Cot Sporting Goods, right? They currently looked out for me a little bit with my Joe Burrow jersey. And I want them to look out for you guys as well, too. Cox Sporting Goods is a very, very big part of Cincinnati, and we're trying to work with them a lot on this. And I told them I'm going to send some wild who they fans to them. If you call this number, 513-621-2352. Once again, that's 
2352. This is Cox Sporting Goods. Just tell them Zim, Hootay, and Ace sent you. And they're going to get you to your jersey in two days. I promise you. All right, question. Uh, next question comes from my nephew, Aaron Carr. Does Mike Brown deserve an RKO out of nowhere? For the rest <laughs> of the fans, that means <laughs> is that, isn't that Randy Orton's finisher move? I, I don't know the name, but I know the RKL because <laughs> my nephews be doing that wild stuff like that. But uh, yeah, I, I I would get one. I, I say, look, like get committed to winning. Give him his RKO. Make sure his his pulse is still going and, and he's not dead. You know, I don't want to kill him. Right. You know, we're just trying. I, I I think a better alternative would just be like smack the shit out of him. Just smack. I him. think I think if uh, if Mike Brown keeps Andy Dalton for this season, he might catch an RKO out of nowhere. Somebody said that's Randy Orton's move. Okay, so my bad. Uh, Vic Beasley. Nah. Pass. Uh, do you think Billy Price even makes a team next year? I think so, just because given the way that his contract is set up, they might as well keep him. It's um, a you might as well keep him until he has a fifth-year option and just decline his fifth-year option, honestly. Uh, next question is, if Andy Dalton is traded, who's going to play backup for Burrow? Should we get a solid veteran QB? I think it's pretty much going to be Ryan Finley or Jake Delagala. What do you think, Zach? I would hate the if it's Ryan Finley. I think Ryan Finley – I think they, they would be better off, like, cutting him. I honestly do. I, I don't see him. I mean, they can't cut him straight up, but if he goes to camp, looks like trash, just let him go. I'd rather Jake right. Dolagala be a backup, but this is the bad thing about getting a, 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 a someone posed. They said, man, go get Matt Moore. Okay, so you lose $17 million off the books with Dalton. Hooray, hooray, we're jumping for joy. You go get another vet quarterback. He's like eight, seven. Like the cheap, the cheap backup quarterbacks, four or five million. Even if you went and got AJ McCarron again, four mil. And is AJ McCarron a big step up from Jake Dolagala? Don't think so. He damn sure ain't got the arm strength, right? So I'd rather take that money and just use it somewhere else. Put my cards down on Burrow, real, real heavy, and stay away from a vet quarterback because you're pretty much eliminating the fact that you just saved seventeen million. All right, so we're running a little short on time. We're going to do two last questions here. Um, the first, good. you say you good? No, I said make them good. You gotta be make them good. good. Should we cut Dre and Glenn? I am going to say yes, <laughs> I, unless you can trade them. I actually, you know what? I'm going to say no because we should trade them. What um, could you get for Glenn? What could you get for Glenn? What could, could you get for Dre? I think you could, I think if you trade him before the draft. I think that you could get probably a fourth round pick for Cordy Glenn. I think if you trade him before the before the draft, you can get that. If you wait until the draft happens or during the draft, his you you might just get a seven rounder. You yeah. might get a seven rounder. So I would hey, try to trade. I think Dre. I think you could probably you could probably get both of them off for the fourth. Like I think I think somebody would take Dre for a fourth round pick. Like he's a very solid cornerback. Um, he's a guy that can step in and provides you some depth there and you know in the right system like if you were to go to not well, obviously we wouldn't want him to go to the Ravens but if he were to step into that cornerback room he would be a nice depth pick for somebody that already has a pretty solid secondary or someone that's looking for at least a solid cornerback you know what's so crazy I remind myself of a Dalton lover when it starts when when Dre comes into the conversation because I feel like a lot of people focus on a lot of his miscues early on. But if people right. really, really look at like really, really look at the numbers, he's not a bad corner. 
He really isn't. He's really he's, not, he's not a bad, bad corner. corner. He's not elite. So when I was saying I want Byron Jones earlier in the um in the in the show, because him and William Jackson on the other side now makes our secondary elite. And, and, and I love Dre's personality, like the fact that he's like super Cincinnati Bengal, like he's he's perfect. It's really just for me, it's just, you know, the fact that we have to fix so many other sides of the team in yeah. terms it, of it's the a money line thing. and stuff like it's that. A money. It's a money thing. If you could get Dre for a discount, I think I would rather that. But if they right. if they could trade him and get something for him, cool. Cordy Glenn, like you were saying, Cordy Glenn played – like three or four games towards the end of the season, and that really, really, really helped them. Because anybody that's desperate for a tackle, like going into the draft that don't feel good about that situation, he could start. So last question uh, for Zim, and it looks like it's Zach Moody's pie. I'm sorry if I mispronounce your name, Zach. Are you worried about the media getting into Joe Burrow's head? And do you think we keep the first pick and take Joe Burrow for sure? No, I'm not worried because he's a goddamn winner. <laughs> Do you think we should keep first pick? Hell yeah, I'm taking the pick. Let me tell you guys something. We burrow babies. We ain't never going to get this pick again. We're going to win so goddamn much, you ain't never going to even know what a number one pick looks like. I hate to, hate to say this to like a Steelers fan, but the detriment of the Pittsburgh Steelers is that they'll never, ever get a first round, I mean, a number one pick or anything like that. They'll always be middle of the pack or even they'll go to playoffs, right? That's just the way that they're set up and the way the referees have it set up as well, I guess. But with that said, it puts them in a bad spot. What we're doing is submitting our future with this number one pick, and I promise you, you ain't going to never get close to that again. Yeah, I have to agree with you on that one. And the, the Pittsburgh Steelers, we'll talk about that a little bit later, but they might want to start a GoFundMe page right now to save up money for free agency because they're sitting at negative $2 million in salary cap. They got um, no, I was talking to my boy Snoo Jr., who I've run another page with. If you guys don't know, it's Zim underscore versus Snoo Jr. That page is Bengals versus Steelers stuff. I hit him yesterday. I said, bro, what's up? Like, why are you so quiet? He's like, you don't have no money. <laughs> and we, I swear to God, I'll show you how to touch. He said, we don't got no money, and we ain't got no first-round draft pick. It's very little for us to talk about. Only thing we've been talking about is Antonio Brown because, believe it or not, y'all, I'm going I'm to tell y'all this. I'm going to tell y'all this right now. Now that he's not with the Steelers, I find myself rooting for him a little bit. Like, I kind of want him to, like, do something good in the world, even if it's rap. Or whatever, because I feel like everybody counts him out so much, and I always get behind them people. Like it's just part of my nature. If he went back to the Steelers, I'll go back to hating him. But as of right now, I I listened to his song the other day. It's not bad. Okay, all right. Um, yeah, that's cool. Um, but if, if, if they never get him again, they're they're screwed. If they never get Tony Brown, <laughs> period. Appreciate you guys for hanging with us tonight. This was the Orange is the New Black um, new uh, kind of Thursday edition where we're taking the listener questions. So get used to this going forward. We'll still have our typical um, first of the week show that usually drops on Monday or Tuesday. So stay tuned for that. That'll just be me and Zim in our regular format. But we want to involve you guys as well. So that's why we started to do this. And Zim will have that jersey for you guys um, next week. Be sure uh, to get it. and get it. Y'all don't want to see it? You got to go. No, I ain't got to go. We can, oh, we can, can start. Go. 
So Zim is going to go and get that. Um, but be sure to make sure that you subscribe to the Sensi Jungle podcast. Leave us a review. Um, definitely follow me on, on Twitter at New Stripe City. Follow Zim on Twitter at Zim Hude. It's all one word. Um, on IG, you can find him at Zim underscore Hude. And this is what we want to do. And it's possible. It seems like we might be able to actually get you guys on on video as well. So stay tuned for that. Um, but definitely hit up Koch's. I know if you guys have been watching my channel, um, you've seen me attend Koch's before. And they just have amazing stuff, amazing apparel, all kind of customizations. But Zim is going to go ahead and unveil this bad boy. Ooh, it's, it's a burrow, baby. It's a burrow, baby. Yes, sir. <laughs> oh, yeah. So definitely be sure to hit up Koch's for sure. Yes, super fire. Super fire. So, yeah, hit them boys up. Tell them me at, tell me. I just ran out a couple flights. <laughs> tell them A <coughs> sent you. Tell them Zim sent you. Orange is the new black. Podcast, check us out every damn. We're doing like two days. When we get back to the season, we're gonna go back to like three, three, you know what I'm saying? Three a week. Oh, yeah, it's gonna be lit. Y'all just keep sending us those those confidence, um, those confident tweets and stuff like that, man. We're gonna keep bringing you guys a whole bunch of stuff. We appreciate it. And as usual, we're gonna leave you guys with a hooting. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.